Hello and welcome to Teacher's final instalment in our Teaching Methods series. I'm Danielle Maloney. Today I'm here with author, university lecturer and consultant Kath Murdoch. Kath has worked for many years in schools throughout Australia, New Zealand, Asia, America and Europe and for over 20 years has taught, researched and published in the field of inquiry-based learning. Kath Murdoch, welcome to Teacher. Thank you so much. First of all, could you give us a rundown on what the inquiry teaching method involves and how long it has been around for? Inquiry involves, I guess, learning how to take on a question or an issue or a tension or a problem or challenge and learning how to work through a process um, where through that investigation you come to a deeper understanding or a mastery of skills or a resolution of the problem. So it's in essence a process that really gets the learner doing the heavy lifting of working through that, that process of investigation, much like uh, a researcher does. In many ways I think uh, inquiry mimics what researchers do every day uh, inquiry involves kids in being really active. I don't just mean uh, physically active, although there's a bit of that too, but very cognitively active. Um, and the teacher kind of helps build them or, or build a toolkit, if you like, of strategies that they can use to identify or gather and analyse information and then later on uh, apply it and come to deeper understanding. In terms of how long it's been around, in some ways, I guess you could say inquiry has been around as long as humans have. It's, it's our natural way of learning. We make sense of the world, um, don't we, through, through a process of inquiry. We, we have to test out theories, we have to solve problems, satisfy curiosity or, or meet goals. But I guess in terms of uh, articulating inquiry as, a, as an approach to teaching and learning in schools, again, it's, it's been around forever. If you think about ancient philosophers um, like Socrates, um, and, and I guess inquiry also has its, its roots in the seminal work of people like John Dewey or uh, Jerome Bruner. So it's, it's certainly not new. But there's a huge difference, I think, in the way that contemporary teachers go about using inquiry. Now, even when I look back over 30 years of teaching, what I did as an inquiry teacher 30 years ago, very different to the way I would work now. We know a lot more about learning and teaching now and quality inquiry classrooms, I think, really reflect that. I think sometimes when we think of inquiry, um, there, it still has a kind of reputation as being uh, a bit of a loosey-goosey approach. You know, it's when teachers use inquiry, they say things to the kids like, wow, what do you want to find out? Off you go and find it out and I'll be your guide on the side. And, and actually, that's, um, while that might be true in some very poor <laughs> classrooms, it's generally far from what it actually looks like in, in reality. Um, and it's difficult in, in a way to paint a kind of generic picture of what inquiry looks like compared to a traditional classroom because inquiry itself 
has manifests in different ways. For example, you might see in one uh, moment teachers and students working together to explore a compelling question, teachers really guiding that process quite carefully, showing the students how to go about a process of investigation and research, building that understanding over time. You might also, in the same classroom, but at a different time, be seeing kids working on much more individualised or personal investigations into something that they need to work on or something they have a strong interest in. And here the teacher's role might shift to one that is more uh, around being that guide beside the student. Um, but having said that, that it looks different at different times and in different classrooms, there probably are some fundamental um, shifts from what we might call an, a more traditional setting. In an inquiry classroom, regardless of the type of inquiry, the main difference is probably the role of the teacher and the role of the learner. Um, I think in an inquiry classroom, unlike a more traditional classroom, the learner has what Peter Johnson calls agency. They have a lot more voice and choice. They participate in decisions that are made about their learning. They learn how to self-manage. They learn how to learn. Um, in a traditional classroom, the teacher's role is generally to kind of dispense information. Uh, provide learning activities, assess learning usually at the end and it's kind of all secret teacher's business. But in an inquiry classroom, it's less about the teacher having all the answers that the children have to come to and more about working through the process of learning itself. It actually requires much more of the teacher and for the teacher to work in more sophisticated ways. So what role does data and assessment play in inquiry? Well, I think the role of data is huge in inquiry, but I guess I want to be clear about what I mean by data. And I'm thinking of data here as information that we gather, that both teachers and children actually gather about the learning that is taking place in relation to the goals that are set. In an inquiry classroom, the teacher, in fact, is an inquirer. So in relation to assessment, the teacher positions themselves as an inquirer into the student's learning. So we're observing, we're analysing, we're questioning. So we too are inquiring, but the bulk of what we're inquiring into is what are the students revealing to me and how do I need to respond to this? Where to next? And then that data being used in a largely formative way. So the best inquiry teachers I see use that kind of data to inform their subsequent planning. I think in an inquiry classroom, assessment and instruction are kind of two sides of the same coin, really. My final question um, mm -hmm. focuses on student outcomes. Could you elaborate on how this, uh, how this approach has um, actually influenced student outcomes? Oh, well, there's lots of uh, wonderful uh, studies to show the impact on student learning of engaging, what, you know, when they are engaged in investigations and really participate in that process. From my own um, work with my own cohort of schools, we've noticed significant growth, particularly in relation to what Guy Claxton calls their ability to speak learnish. Um, that when we really 
um, bring this lovely learning layer, this research disposition to our learning, we get kids that can not only talk about themselves as learners, but can then transfer and apply what they know about learning to new challenges, to new questions. So we've interviewed children both uh, early on and then later in our work in this area and noticed a growth in the language, in their confidence to talk about learning, in being able to give examples of how they might use what they've learned in other contexts. And this is what we're looking for in the 21st century classroom. What skills are we really giving these kids to be able to make their way through this complex world uh, where there are volumes of information available at the click of a button are they self-managing researching collaborating communicating and most importantly are they thinking and do they understand the way their thinking helps them learn and we've certainly noticed in terms of that aspect those generic if you like 21st century skills or general capabilities we see great strengths coming through an inquiry approach. Great. Um, well, Kath Murdoch, thanks for taking your time to speak to teacher. That is my pleasure. To listen to more of our podcasts and to access the latest teacher articles, videos and infographics, visit www.teachermagazine.com.au or join our community on social media via Facebook and Twitter.